Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, I'll talk about the angel's song in Luke chapter 2, and I'll interview another member of Washington so you can learn more about our people and our ministries. In December, I've been talking about the songs of Christmas, and I'm referring to those songs of the first Christmas found in Scripture. Two weeks ago, I talked about Mary's song in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. And then last week, I talked about Zechariah's song in Luke 1, verses 68 to 79. Today, I'm going to talk about the angel's song found in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 gives us the most detailed account of the Christmas story. In the first seven verses, it tells us that Mary and Joseph had to leave their hometown of Nazareth and travel to Bethlehem because of the census. And while she was there, she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And now I'll read verses 8 to 14. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angel came to the shepherds, the lowest in society, and he comes with a proclamation. He has an announcement, news to proclaim. And the first thing he says to them is, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. See, he has good tidings. That means good news. That's what the word gospel means. He has good news to share. And not just good news, but good news of great joy. And this good news of great joy is to all people. See, the announcement they are making will affect every person. And as they make that proclamation, they provide the place. In verse 11, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David. So he says, This day, today, the wait for the Messiah is over in the city of David. Now that's important because in the Old Testament, it tells us that this Messiah would come through the line of David. And of course, Micah 5.2 says that this Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, the city of David. So that's important because it fulfills Old Testament prophecy. So he has the proclamation of good news, of great joy to all people. And he shares the place that this day in the city of David is born to you. And then we have the person, the identity of who is born. In verse 11, it continues by saying, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now think of that. This description of this person who is born, this child, 
He is Savior, Christ the Lord. Savior means that He would rescue His people. I think of Matthew one twenty one, where the angel told Joseph, You will name Him Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. That word Christ is Greek for anointed one. It has the same meaning as the word Messiah in Hebrew. And the title Lord is referring to His deity, God. This child is God in human form. The angel identifies this child, born in Bethlehem, as the one the Jews were awaiting, their deliverer, the anointed one, the Christ, Messiah God. In verse 12, the angel says, And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Now notice the angel gives them a sign about this child, even though they didn't ask for one. I think that's important, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But I first want to go to the song of the angels, verses 13 and 14. It says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It was rare for God to send more than one angel to make an announcement. But here, a whole army of angels come. It says a heavenly host appeared. They joined together to praise God. Notice the emphasis here of their song. It is on God, that God should be glorified. That is because of Him, that He is pouring out His grace, His favor on man, that He is providing a way to peace with Him through this child. And not just peace from human war or human conflict, but peace between sinful man and holy God. That's the message of Christmas. You know, the angel's song here in Luke shows up in many of our beloved Christmas carols because it is the message of Christmas. It's the chorus of angels we have heard on high where they sing Gloria in excelsis Deo. That literally is glory to God in the highest in Latin. This song of the angels is known as Gloria because that is the first word of the song in Latin. I think about angels from the realms of glory where it says... Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Or one of my favorites, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It has the message of the gospel. It says, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the newborn King, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Every stanza of that song has the gospel message because it is based on the song of the angels. Praise God, we can now be reconciled to Him and have peace with God because He has sent His Son. In conclusion, I want to take you back to verse 12. Remember the angel gave the shepherds a sign that they would find the child, even though they didn't ask for one? I think the fact that he gave them that sign meant they had a responsibility to go and find that child. Remember, their announcement was that it was good news to all people. They had an obligation to go and find that child to then share the news that this was true. So as you continue through the story in Luke chapter 2, we know the shepherds went and found that child. 
And after seeing that child, verse 20 tells us, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. They went and they found that child just as the angel said. God's word never fails. We today have an obligation to go and share that message of joy with all people. I think about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, which says, God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's the message we carry, that same message that the shepherds carried. We are to praise God and share the news of Christmas. Our Savior is here. Today, my guest is Debbie Shanks. Thank you, Debbie, for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Well, tell me about you and your family. Oh, um, well, um, I've been married for 45 years to my wonderful husband, Paul, mm -hmm. uh, who is originally from San Diego, California. We met while we were both in the service. Uh, moved back to Michigan and then here to South Carolina over 20 years ago. Uh, to um, to relocate for work, and uh, we have uh, three children and eleven grandchildren. So busy family, um, spread out uh, in many places. Our daughter Sarah, who's the oldest, and her four children live here in the area. Uh, they also attend Washington. Uh, Nick and his wife Katie uh, have served in the Air Force for twenty years and uh, have five boys, Alex, Eli, um, Reagan, Connor, and Ethan, and they live in Delaware. And then our youngest son, Patrick, and his wife, Megan, live in Florida uh, and have two girls, Emma and Nora Jane. And uh, other than that, my mom, who is a young, young, young 80, that's right, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, she also lives in the area and also attends Washington with yes. us. Uh, she is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think our uh, gunner, our 90-pound yellow lab, our fur baby, uh, yeah. kind of finishes out the family. All right. So. Yes, that's a wonderful family. And uh, I say you and your husband, Paul, I know serve here. I know Paul's done photography for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you're, you're mission-minded people and uh, get, enjoyed getting to know Sarah and her family and your mother. I mean, it, you really do have family ties here and we are so glad you're part of our family here at Washington. Oh, we're happy to be here. Well, what led you to Washington? Oh my, um, truly the Lord did. We had been um, uh, praying for a place uh, within our own community. Uh, this area does not lack for churches. There are so many, and we have known folks who go from place to place to place, and we just, we didn't want that. We wanted a place where uh, we could uh, not only grow personally in the Lord, but where we could also uh, be 
of service to Christ. And the Lord just led us to Washington. And uh, once we came, we just fell in love with it, and we stayed. And that's been about four years ago. Right. So, Well, good. Well, tell me how you're involved here at Washington. Uh, um, the Lord gives multiple opportunities here. And um, we have, we've been very thankful for that. Uh, as you mentioned, my husband has helped with photography and some other areas. Um, and uh, I had been here about a year when I was asked to uh, help co-teach a uh, lady Sunday school class, the Dorcas Sunday school class. And um, that, uh, that has just been such a blessing. These ladies really um, mirror their namesake from scripture. They have a heart uh, for ministry and, uh, and service and uh, they really show it. So they have been such a blessing. And then uh, earlier this spring, um, I was approached and asked whether I would be interested in serving as the chairperson for the homebound and elderly ministry, uh, which I had been participating in. But, uh, and after a lot of prayer, uh, the Lord really laid on my heart that that's where I needed to be. And I have just really been blessed by that. Um, this last September, um, or this last couple years, I think COVID uh, has given most of us um, a glimpse into something that we really, really could not identify. And that was what the cost of isolation uh, does for us, uh, does to us personally. Uh, and many of our elderly live permanently in um, that place. And um, so the homebound and elderly ministry reaches out to this part of our church's body. Uh, we provide personal DVD players and DVDs of our services uh, so that uh, our homebound are able to participate in the worship service along with the rest of the church body. Uh, and makes them feel connected to what's going on. We also seek to encourage and strengthen uh, our folks uh, who are not able to be out and regularly a part of our body uh, through cards, uh, phone calls, uh, personal visits from our volunteers, uh, and also through prayer letting our folks know that we are actively praying for them and taking time to pray with them. Uh, and uh, just letting them know that they're not forgotten, uh, that they're still an important part of our body mm -hmm. here at Washington. And um, I think that, uh, that that has been a real encouragement to many. Yes, it has. So, and we hear a lot of good things when Drew and I visit. Um, they'll mention cards or the the phone calls or even the prayer letter that's sent mm -hmm. out from our prayer meeting each week and and all that contact mm -hmm. really means a lot to them as i say they're in isolation a lot mm -hmm. of them um and especially through the covid days yes. and so it does mean a lot that is a wonderful ministry and i know it takes a team to make it work it really does um, it really does and i have um, i have just been so impressed and so blessed by the volunteers in this particular ministry. Uh, the way they uh, pick up and reach out. Uh, obviously, 
there's no way that uh, any one of us can keep in touch with all of these folks, so I depend on them as my eyes and ears to know what's going on uh, with our elderly, uh, who we should add. Uh, to that list as those things come up. Uh, those who have maybe developed a special need have been uh, ill or have taken a fall or just may need a little extra attention. Right. So That's right. they've been great. The volunteers have been great. Yes, and the thing about that ministry, I think there are a lot of ways they can serve where yeah, it may be is. visiting, it may just be sending cards mm -hmm. or making a phone call. Um, helping with deliveries of mm -hmm. some of the stuff. So there's just various ways that, that people can help. And I think one of the things I've appreciated about this ministry is that it, it's not age-related. Mm -hmm. um, some of our ministries you require a lot of energy. Obviously working, I, I admire Tony and her work with the children uh, or uh, Travis and his wife, just mm -hmm. those things require a lot of energy and time. But we have uh, volunteers in this ministry who are up in years themselves. In fact, my mom makes phone calls, mm -hmm. writes cards. Um, so it, it's a ministry that's open to anyone who has a heart to reach out and encourage others. That's right. And I appreciate you taking the lead on that, the way you organize it. And uh, we're really appreciative of all the ways that you serve, you and your family. Well, thank you. Well, what do you think is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? <laughs> so, so many things. <laughs> um, we probably could be here all day. Uh, we fell in love with the leadership. Um, they're uh, humble. They're personable. Um, I have been in some churches where the pastor sits in the office all day. That's not the case here. Um, our leadership is, is out and involved with the uh, families, uh, with the needs of the church, and uh, just, just the love and the prayers. Um, I think that there is a sincere heart for, uh, for service here that grows out of a, a, a real and growing relationship with Christ. Uh, that uh, you can see, uh, and that love spills over into um, over into the services that uh, toward each other, as mm -hmm. we see people within the body serving each other, um, and toward the lost in our community, mm -hmm. uh, a real burden uh, for spreading the gospel, and not just in talk but in walk. And that has really impressed us here at Washington. Yes, so. well, I, I, I agree, and glory be to God for all Amen. that. That's right. And, and Drew, uh, one of the many things he's told me is you can't pastor a church sitting behind a desk. Yeah. And that's the thing with Drew is he is in the community visiting mm -hmm. the people, mm -hmm. um, and, and he, he knows the people personally. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that shows his care. And like you say, it carries down through mm -hmm. all of our ministries. Yeah. It really, it really does. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate uh, getting to know you and, and the way that you serve the Lord. Well, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. And uh, it's, been, it's been a blessing. Debbie Shanks mentioned that she is the director of the Homebound and Elderly Ministry here at Washington. This week, her team of volunteers have been delivering Christmas gifts to the people. This ministry is always in need of volunteers. If you'd like to participate in this ministry, please contact Debbie Shanks or you can call the church office for more information.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.